0: It's time for East Coast Hustle with your host, Reba Magulik. Brought to you by GovTech, your government technology insurance company. Check them out at govtechinsurance.com. And by Accelerate Solutions, providing enterprise security, digital transformation, and strategic consulting.
1: Hi, this is Reba Magulik, and welcome to this episode of East Coast Hustle. On the East Coast, What bigger enterprise could there be apart from the U.S. federal government? My guest today is a highly respected leader in government who has effortlessly navigated this complex landscape, moving from one influential and change-evoking role to another, often where she's been sought out by name for a role. I'm excited to introduce you to Angela Bell, who plays a key role at the U.S. Department of Commerce supporting program and risk management for enterprise services. Angela has also held major roles at the U.S. Census Bureau and the Department of Treasury's IRS, where she received the CIO award, which is the highest award for merit at the IRS. Her expertise, vision, and leadership in the areas of IT shared services and methodologies, agile requirements and engineering methodologies, and change management, as well as many other areas, help to propel our nation forward. Angela, it is a sincere pleasure to have you with us here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you
2: for having me, Reba. Ah,
1: oh, well, let me ask this right up front. Mm-hmm. I did not mention in your intro how very busy your personal life is, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're religious about your exercise routine, you your dedicated mom, wife. You're very, very engaged with your sorority mm-hmm. on top of all the things that you're doing in the federal government space. I just
2: wanna ask you, number one, how do you balance it all? And number two, what keeps you hustling? Hmm. Well, you know, I've made it a commitment to myself to take care of my health, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm up like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Whoa. I am either on the Peloton bike, the tread, or I'm doing an outdoor run. And it's that one thing that, you know, during this crazy pandemic that kept me sane, Okay. right? That was the one thing that I can control. Right. Was getting outside or getting on the Peloton, getting some exercise and doing this for myself. And then, of course, you know, my commitment to my family, right? You know, that's the thing that's most important to me. Mm -hmm. And so I want to see them flourish. Mm -hmm. I want them to see me flourish. So I do it for them. Everything I do, I do for them.
1: So you're kind of leading by example. Is that what you're doing?
2: Exactly. Um, my husband ran for years and then uh, now he's kind of my coach. So he, you know, <laughs> I never
1: see him in the Facebook No, pictures. <laughs> no, he's not out there actually
2: running. He's telling me how great I'm doing and giving Aww. me little tips along the way. He's like so, a cheerleader, coach. Yeah, yep. And then, of course, Jess, you know, that's my heart. That's my heart and Aww. soul. And, uh, you know, she's always giving encouraging words. And then um, my sorority life, you know, that is the thing that I've done for over 33 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our commitment commitment to our community, both our local community, regional and national. And then the ladies that are in my sorority and my roars mm-hmm. those are like my best friends in this world, oh right? And, and you have a lot of them. A We're not talking about two or three people. A lot of them. Of course, yeah. we have our core group that we hang together that know everything about me. <laughs> I know everything about them, right? And then we just take care of each other and we take care mm-hmm. of our community. And so that's why that is so important to me.
1: But you know what stands out about you um angela and a lot of people can say oh i'm doing this i'm doing that Mm -hmm. you don't stop no like you don't give up because Mm -hmm. hey we've all been through exercise routines Mm -hmm. etc committees we've been involved in and i mean i know myself i sometimes give up or i stop mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. a certain chapter you do not give up because the pandemic you know we're, we're a little bit past that but you're continuing and on this show we always talk about people who have the hustle mm-hmm. like we're cut from a specific cloth right. there's a certain dna how what is it like can you talk about your hustle dna mm-hmm. and
2: how that's part of what keeps driving you forward and yeah. not quitting You know, I think for me, it's like I'm always challenging myself, right? So I've joined all these different groups. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, here's our stack for the day. This is what we're doing, right? So I'm trying to get faster. I'm trying to get stronger. I was never one that um, lift weights. What? I don't want to look like a boy, right? (laughs) I I don't want muscles. And then when I started seeing myself toning and, you know, seeing the change in my body, I was like, okay, I'm going to challenge myself for the next thing. And that's what I've done, you know, with my physical exercise, what I've done with myself, you know, in the professional. Realm, right. and then also what I do in my circle of friends. Not only am I challenging myself, you know, for my own health, mm-hmm. I'm also doing it for those around me. Mm. So people DM me or inbox me or just you know reach out to me all the time with thank you. Oh, really? Right? You never know who's watching You're inspiring you, inspiring them. Yeah. You are, yeah. and it's
1: so raw. It's so real. Like I said, oh. I see your posts, and mm-hmm. it is religious. It's regular, um, it's consistent, mm-hmm. and I think that says a lot about you. Um, You make leadership and moving through the federal government space look easy. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not. We've both been around the federal government space for a while, um, you actually supporting them directly. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you make your thoughts and opinions heard? Mm -hmm. But not just heard, more importantly, implemented. Because you've Mm -hmm. always been the type of person that, has an idea, but you actually get it done. Right. You're not just the visionary. How do you do that inside such of a large machine? And what advice would you give
2: others trying to affect change mm-hmm. in, in similar large enterprises? Right. You know what, so part of being a change agent is actually also being an active listener.
1: Okay. Right?
2: So people, you come in, you ask questions. What is it they're trying to do? Have you considered these things? Listen, but also respond back with, advice or another question a leading question right after that right okay. when people see that you're listening mm-hmm. and you've actually heard them and you're offering advice then they want to continue with you they want to have that conversation with you and mm-hmm. then invite you in right interesting and get so, their guard down a little yeah, bit yeah <laughs> right like I heard you and then if you're if you're relatable or you can relate to something that they've done yeah it's like okay I can let my guard down even more now right because we bonded. it right okay so that's been one thing the other thing is like don't just come in and wholesale try to change everything yeah right are there a
1: lot of people have you seen a lot of people trying to muscle
2: their way in or muscle change and you know what that really like offends people okay right because you're like oh we're doing everything wrong yeah that's how people feel when you come in and you want to change everything right if you come in with you know Look at what's happening, listen, talk to people, mm-hmm. and then pick up little nuggets around the, along the way about, oh, this is how we can make this better, right? Mm-hmm. Here's how we can use what you're already doing, and here's how we take it to the next level. And that's when you get people to start saying, okay, I'm going to listen to her. I can implement these changes that she's talking about and it not just interrupt my whole world interesting and that's some advice that i would give to other folks Is to just listen yeah you know see the lay of the land and then figure out kind of where you can play in this right and and help folks and not just come in and interrupt everything
1: but i'm sure you've been in situations where, where you've done that and you're still trying to get an idea across that you're very passionate about, mm-hmm. and you're still facing resistance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you do in that circumstance? You know because what? I mean, it, you know, it's not just, oh, let me play to the, right. to the boss. You gotta get everybody on board, yeah, right?
2: Yeah, and you know what helps with that? Have those individual conversations. Okay. So never like, yep. Never try to (laughs) come in at the whole board and try to just wholesale change and come in and, you know, this is what I saw and this is where you all as an organization need to make changes. Yeah. Have those one on ones with people and then that's when, you know, you get them on board. Uh And so then when they get to their next person or they get in front of the other person, you know, they're like, yeah, what Angela said.
1: Right. So I would think that really takes. A lot of patience mm-hmm. and putting your ego aside, mm-hmm. um, and it's smart because I like at our company, the D8 Group, mm-hmm. we uh, our logo is a chess piece, and mm-hmm. we always talk about chess moves, moves, counter moves. Right, that's being smart and taking the emotion out of it, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of what I hear you saying is yeah. that it's move the little pawns forward or chip away one person at a time so that when it comes time to present in a big enterprise Mm -hmm. i think that's very wise angela that's that's really really good advice Mm -hmm. shifting gears to a personal front Mm -hmm. can you tell us we want to know about you Mm -hmm. personally Mm -hmm. what was the toughest moment that you've had to face on a personal level Mm -hmm. what did you learn from it and how did you overcome that
2: yeah so on january 7th of this year i unfortunately lost my father um totally so out of the blue um, and it set me back a little bit, right mm-hmm. But I realized from that that the one thing the lesson out of this is that life is for the living, right. Mm. Like we can't just sit there and think about, I'm not going to do that. I'll do it the next time. You mm-hmm. know, passing up opportunities, passing up invitations. I said no more to that, right? Someone invites me to something, I'm going. Really? Because you never know what the next day is going to hold. But your your calendar is already so busy yeah. with so many social mm-hmm. and family and business events. But that that's still your main takeaway it is it was like you know do those fun things that you thought about like you know I would never be the person who was out on the boat right (laughs) that was not me I'm like nope I'm gonna fall (laughs) <laughs> or nope, you know, we could drown, right? And now it's like, whenever I have an opportunity to do it, I'm out there. Are you boating now? Yeah, I'm like, you know, but you know, it's not a lot. But when, yeah. if, if I'm invited, I always said no to that, Reba. Yeah. I always said no. I've never seen a picture of you on a boat. Or maybe yeah. I've missed it. Yeah. But now it's like, okay. I'm You know, if someone wants to go, I'm going, right? Okay. If someone wants to go for a hike, I'm going. I'm a runner. Like a hiker, that's not what I do. Yeah. Right? But I've it was never like I, yeah. I, I, I just started. And it was like, Do you like okay, it? Yeah. I said, I'm just going to start doing those things that I would say no to.
1: And now that
2: you've done that,
1: what is your reflection on it?
2: You know, it's just that, you know How what? Has it's it not so scary. Life? Interesting. It's not so scary.
1: Is it one of these things that you overcome one fear? Because I know that when I started my business, mm-hmm. I had that fear. Yeah. That's scary. Given letting go of the salary and becoming an entrepreneur, um, but for me, I definitely found that. I take that one little risk, landed on my feet. Took another risk, landed on my feet. Like, is it a similar thing really when is. you start taking these chances? It
2: really is, right? And then you're, you know, just you never know what opportunity is going to open up because you did that one thing. Yeah. And, right. and do you have an example? Like has yeah. something so, happened as yeah. a result so of these I new mean, adventures? I think about you know the fact you know the the first boating trip that I went on right. It was with people that I didn't always kind of socialize with. Okay. And now you know we <laughs> are our sailing crew right. We have renamed <laughs> ourselves right, and we do stuff together all the time, which then opened up opportunities to meet other people who are doing different things.
1: Expanding your network. Yeah. I mean, this is something you talk about all the time. This is a central theme. I think in you, your success, your message, expand your circle. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this like the last time we had a podcast together that, um, you know, people are not comfortable going outside of their circle or we didn't grow up in the same type of environment or we're different religions, we're different races. Like, I don't really Mm -hmm. relate to them. But when you do that,
2: it's remarkable the rewards that come back, right? It really is. It really is. Like, you know, I have, of course, you know, you have your core group of friends that you're always going to be with, right? Yeah. And then, you know, I, I'll talk to anybody, all right? And that has opened up so many doors. So, you know, the opportunity that I have at the Department of Commerce yeah. is because someone who was totally outside of my circle, right? But, you know, saw something in me and gave me an opportunity.
1: And you met them at a networking event that
2: that was not mandatory. No, not at all. It was a shared services coalition. Amazing. And, you know, we just struck up a conversation. And then the next thing you know, I'm being asked to come on this detail, Mm -hmm. which kind of landed me where I am today.
1: That's amazing. So specifically to your peers in federal government Mm -hmm. who are watching this, listening to this, trying to figure out, man, how can I? navigate or yeah. try that new thing or make this more invigorating and
2: exciting mm-hmm. or aligned to my passions. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them yeah. from your experiences? So the, the one thing is, that, you know, we have a lot of networking opportunities that we don't even realize are there. Right. Okay. If you go to a conference, don't just go with people, you know, yeah. I go to conferences alone.
1: Do you see I that's do. brave. I do. I, I never do too, but anyone. that's, that's scary. Yep. I don't think the average person can do that, but, right. but for you, you found that to be,
2: tremendously helpful it is because it's going to push you now yeah. to strike up a conversation <laughs> with someone right go to dinner with someone that maybe you met in class or you met them in a workshop right or they spoke and you came up to them afterwards was like I relate to that I want to know more
1: yes Next get thing uncomfortable you know, right yeah just like your workout routine I look yeah. at that I'm like that looks really uncomfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> But, but you're practicing that discomfort for the sake of growth across yeah. multiple areas of your life. That's yep. incredible.
0: We'll be back with more East Coast Hustle with your host Reba Magulik after this brief timeout.
1: For all of my friends in the government contracting business, I want to tell you about a company I know well, led by one of our guests on East Coast Hustle, Kevin Fitzpatrick at GovTech. Kevin and his team are experts in liability issues that face the GovCon industry.
0: Now, back to East Coast Hustle with your host, Reva Magoola, and today's special guest, Angela Bell.
1: That surprised
2: you about success hmm you know maybe about how people uh view success to be you know okay. like it was something that they thought that you were going to change huh right I thought you know you now be tra- moved into this leadership op- uh, position and now you're going to be different I'm not
1: it didn't change you it though. did not change
2: me it not did at not all? change me nope Wow, you know, you're because same, I'm same always, old. Angela, I am. Like that's just who I am. I'm always going to be protective. Yeah, my team knows I'm going to take care of them, right? hmm Um, but I'm also going to make sure that my boss is protected.
1: You're you're a fabulous leader. Thank you. I mean, you. I think this is really central um, to great leadership. Um, but uh, when you did have people kind of questioning, well. How come you haven't changed did mm-hmm. you find that people started to behave differently towards you because this is the question i ask all of the leaders who come on our mm-hmm. show what about envy yeah. you know you can't ignore that um has that played a role as you've navigated through success were you able to retain your original peer group of friends or did you have to change it up because there was maybe
2: some envy or judgment mm-hmm. you know i, I, I want to say that i didn't have to but i have
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, Especially, you know, if you were a peer and then you became their leader, you know, that's different, right? That's very different. Um, But, you know, my point is just to make sure that people feel like, you know, they still have me as their friend. Yes. But I'm also going to offer you some guidance and you always know I'm gonna protect you, right? Yes. If something's happening and I need to step in, mm-hmm. I'm gonna step in and make sure that you're taken care of, and if I need to give you some guidance, I'm also gonna do that, but I'm not gonna do it in a manner that makes you feel disrespected, mm-hmm. or that makes you feel that I don't care about you.
1: Right, but do you also draw the lines if you feel that, hmm, this friendship is now disingenuous. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you're you a smart lady. Yeah. You yeah. know, you could probably sense and pick up on that, uh do you is your advice that you should also draw some boundaries of self-respect that if you're picking up on the fact that wow this old friendship is not really a genuine friendship Mm -hmm. anymore how do you respond to
2: that you gotta say something right (laughs) you have to say something like that you know that i i am right and i'm never gonna do it in a way that makes you feel attacked but i'm gonna say hey let's talk right you'll address it this is what i noticed Uh because I can't like harbor those things and then go home thinking about them right nope I'll get my thoughts together right because I don't want to just act out of instinct and then say something that I can't take back in the heat of the moment yes but I'm gonna think about it and I'm gonna say hey we gotta talk and then just have those tough conversations
1: that is so hard for so many of us but I I really believe that's the best way Mm -hmm. to handle it Um, So I've asked you this question before, Mm -hmm. and I think that you have a very unique answer to it. I'd really like you to elaborate on this. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever I ask about unfair treatment or judgment in your career, Mm -hmm. as a woman, as an African-American woman, as a young person Mm -hmm. versus maybe a more senior person, Mm -hmm. um, your response is that it didn't really seem to affect you or touch Mm -hmm. you. You might not have even been aware Mm -hmm. of any type of unfair judgment or
2: discrimination. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you elaborate on that? Sure, you know, like, and it may have happened and I didn't realize it, mm-hmm. but my thing is, you know, I'm gonna study I'm going to know what's happening, right? I'm going to come in and have those questions I think that someone's going to ask me. I know them. I know the questions you're, you're going to ask me, A right? Game. And I'm like yeah. prepared for it, but also like forming those personal relationships with people, right? Yeah. Don't go in and, you know, and, and you know, like you're your chest out like you're the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Listen to people, mm-hmm. but also come in with knowledge, speaking with authority like you know what you're talking about and mm-hmm. also putting it in words that people can understand, right? Don't come in with all the jargon. Come
1: in with simple English.
2: Yes. And people appreciate that, and I think that part of my role, like I've served as a facilitator for a long time, and so I'm always that active listener, right? Yeah. And so when you and maybe even the translator in some cases, if you're facilitating, exactly. So I'm taking something very technical, yeah, and then turning it into you know plain language so that the people that need to understand this understand it, and then they can rely on me to be that kind of person that's going to come in and tell them what it means. And you know, they use that acronym. What's that mean in your world? it means this and people appreciate that so and if it happened i didn't realize it yes um and then you know i was just always good at trying to make those relationships with people you're not going to be friends with everyone yeah right i don't i don't pretend to be friends with everyone but at least have something where we have something in common or i remember something about you or you remember something about me and then we could just you know discuss those things
1: gosh that's fascinating so it's like you you answered that in many different ways Was one one aspect is confidence.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: the be bold, be clear. Okay. The second aspect that I heard you say is that know your stuff, yeah. come prepared. Yep. you know yep. So it's like and, and I'm a big believer in that too, that mm-hmm. if you work hard mm-hmm. and you make yourself indispensable. Mm-hmm. How can how much can discrimination um, affect you? Right. And I'm not saying it's not there right. and it couldn't affect you, but I think it's like one of those antidotes mm-hmm. to uh, discrimination. Work hard, right. work exactly. your butt off, be the best. Right, right. You know. Uh, but you also mentioned something that I haven't heard anyone else say. Uh, which is interesting. You touched on communication. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. speaking in yeah. clear terms, right. uh, making uh, in sales. I always say that mm-hmm. because we would take in um, scientists and PhDs to meetings with the government. Right. You right. know, and Angela, you were actually one of our, my government customers. Mm-hmm. That's how we met. But. People will not say things in simple English. Right. You know, a lot of jargon, a lot of scientific terms, big words, and your time is precious. So I think how to communicate with a busy individual is key. Right. Right. Keep the emails short, keep the language simple, and make the ask clear. Right. You know, and and people might think, oh, well, they're being very direct, or Mm -hmm. they're being kind of a pushy salesperson. No, I think it's, I couldn't agree with you more that communication is key. Um, so, Angela, what would you go back and tell your 25-year-old
2: self? Mm, be patient with yourself, right? <laughs> You're not going to have everything right away, Yeah. right? Figure out what it is that you want, though, right? right. Plan for it. If you need to go and get some certifications, get that. Mm-hmm. If you need to go and take some additional training, do that. If you need to take a detail opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have an idea about something you want, and then you may find out you do a detail and ooh I thought I liked this I really don't I yeah. want to go back to where I was right yeah. so if you step your foot in for like you know 90 120 days see how you like it and then you know if you like it then start making inroads with people there to say hey I'm interested in this opportunity how can I stay here and right. if not you finish it up <laughs> You know, keep those relationships going, right? Because you never know where you're gonna see those people again. Then you're going back to where you came from. But seriously, like just give yourself some patience. Yeah, but you know what's
1: interesting about that? I think that people who have the hustle don't have patience. Mm -hmm. Like we're Mm -hmm. constantly on the move, we're constantly trying to move up that rung, Mm -hmm. give ourselves that new challenge. Oh, I hit this plateau, what's the next plateau? So that patience is an issue, but you're right like here in our 40s you know as we look back we've had several leaders sitting Mm -hmm. in that same seat saying the same thing that we got here yeah you know and 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 we could have given ourselves a little more time and patience a little more time with our children so yeah angela i mean those of us that have the hustle we struggle with patience Mm -hmm. um so a related question there is how when do you tell yourself to stop like now that you've have the maturity and that's what Mm -hmm. you would tell your 25 year old self when does the hustle stop or does it ever stop
2: yeah i don't think it ever stops (laughs) it doesn't right there's always something else you want even if it's not professionally right yeah there could be something personally that you want to do right so just keep you know looking for that next opportunity but you know figuring out how you get there right Mm -hmm. don't just jump in (laughs) you know you know it can't always be a sink or swim kind of opportunity right sometimes you got to go in with you know knowing what you're getting into having the background on it right talking to people yeah right and and, you know i know i'm big with the communications right that's something i'm always going to push like talk to people about Mm -hmm. this opportunity that you want talk about you you know, i have this drive i want to you know i want you know whatever your next car is mm-hmm. right look into it take your time talk to people about it right this is a big investment yeah. you're in big investment right so just like you would with a car with a home do it with yourself mm-hmm.
1: oh i love that that's beautiful um is it sometimes lonely at the top angela
2: um, we've heard a lot of people be. say that it really can be um, you know, I try to surround myself with folks, you know, in my organization that, mm-hmm. you know, we can get together. But, you know, in this world of, you know, kind of half in the office, not all the way oh, in the yeah, office, Oh, yeah, the right? virtual aspect. Yeah, it's like really, you know, it, it became a little bit lonely at home. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, it's going to be totally different at work, but it's not so even when you get there right everyone's not around uh, so you know it you know we, we've tried to like stay in touch with each other and mm-hmm. you know because we have our, our leadership team we try to stay engaged mm-hmm. um but then you know sometimes you still feel like you're making decisions on your own yes um you don't really have that sounding
1: board really or, or exact peer group in some right. situations are you comfortable with
2: that I am I am right That's because what even is. even yeah. if I I you know don't have the answer right away Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get to the answer, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna make a hasty decision, but I'm gonna make a decision. Right. Nothing worse than that when oh. you have a leader who won't make a decision. You are preaching to the choir. Like, the, yes. yes, biggest pet peeve, yes.
1: paralysis by analysis. Like, yes. I always say even a bad decision is better than no decision right. at all. You right. gotta decide and move you forward.
2: To. You gotta do that for your people, right? Yes, yes. you can't just sit there, what are we
0: doing?
1: Yeah, the, the uncertainty is probably the worst thing for any enterprise, any organization.
0: We'll be back with more East Coast Hustle with your host Reba Magulik after this brief timeout.
1: On this show, I never promote executive leaders and companies that I don't know well. My friends and colleagues at Accelerate Solutions are truly gifted experts across the company's three service areas enterprise security, digital transformation, and strategic consulting. Accelerate optimizes efficiency and effectiveness and enhances the security of America's physical and cyber infrastructure as well as personnel. Agencies as large, complex, and important as the FBI depend on Accelerate. To learn more, visit accelerate-solutions.com. That's x C-E-L-E-R-A-T-E solutions.com.
0: Now, back to East Coast Hustle with your host, Reba Magoola, and today's special guest, Angela Bell.
1: I'd like to ask you about the advice that you would give at different junctures, in a a hustler's life so to speak different chapters Mm -hmm. you know the first chapter being hey i I just got out of college what do i do now what's the best first thing for me to do second chapter i'm a parent i'm in my 30s and then the i won't say the final chapter but a later chapter in life Mm -hmm. where you're like i'm 50 i'm getting close to retirement what do i do now like
2: i hit all my goals or i I, at least i hit all the major ones Mm -hmm.
1: What what advice would you have? Yeah,
2: so for the college grad, you know, me, you know, of course, you know, I'm trying to push people into civil service, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, there are a lot of opportunities in the federal space Mm -hmm. for recent college graduates. Okay. Take advantage of that. Even if you don't stay in the federal specter, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, you could just learn something there. And then move and take that experience and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who are in the maybe 35 year old range, you know, maybe now you have a family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, take the time for your family have that balance in life
1: so true you know
2: don't burn yourself out but also don't miss those opportunities with your children because you don't get them back
1: amen so true
2: right it happens so quickly that's when we all get wrong I feel like yeah Yeah. so you know and and you know I I wasn't perfect by any means right but I did try to figure out you know how to get this balance you know Mm -hmm. still be able to give my all when I'm at work but to turn it off, right? you know, I have one child, right? She is is our one baby. Mm -hmm. And so whatever she needed, I was going to make it happen. I was going to be there for her games. I was going to be there for Girl Scouts, Mm -hmm. you know, for the choir rehearsal or whatever program (laughs) she was having at school. Exactly. (laughs) I'm going to be there. And then for, you know, the folks that maybe are, you know, at a later point in their career, um, you know, think about the things that make you happy. Mm -hmm. You know, we've worked hard doing you know for everyone else think about what makes you happy what do you want to do next right i you know, i don't want to just go home yeah but make it something that's fun you know angela that's so funny it's so true and i would say
1: especially as a mom and maybe even as a dad mm-hmm. we so get into the habit of little by little putting others before us mm-hmm. let me put their interests first what does everybody else want to see what does everybody else want to eat yep. that i almost think you lose that habit you i know do. i find myself i'm like what it's my birthday. What do I want to do? And I really have to sit there and think about it for a minute because I'm so used to not thinking that way. That's great advice. Um, So Angela, let me end with this question. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like for you to share, what is it about, as you look at your whole story, Mm -hmm. your journey, Mm -hmm. start to getting here, what is unique about your story and what can others
2: learn from it? hmm Okay. That's a tough one. But I'd say, you know, I did a lot of different things. So mm-hmm. I started out in the technical world. I was a developer. <laughs> and, you know, I knew that world. That was what I knew and nothing else. Didn't care about anything else. And then I decided, you know, I was a federal employee. Then I decided I'm going to go consulting. Right? Okay. It was time, you know, Y2K was the big thing and I can go and do this for someone else. And so I stepped outside of my box, and I, you know, did some consulting work, and then I stepped into project and program management. Nothing th- had anything to do with what I had done in the past, but I was like, you know, this is something I saw it happening around me. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to step the into leaves. this. you reading the leaves. I was. Were you scared? I was, I was, because it wasn't something I knew, right? Yeah. But I met someone when I was in the consulting world that saw something in me and, and said, hey, I think that this would be good for you.
1: This is a consistent theme. Somebody yeah. saw you and saw something in you. Mm-hmm. That's probably another case for getting
2: yourself out there so yeah. more people can see you exactly. and see your potential. But I'm sorry, get, please continue. Yeah, no, but that that was very true. It was, you know, I was you know, a developer, then I did some testing, you know, in the kind of consulting realm, and then um, I met some people along the way that were doing the planning work behind it. And I was like, hey, what are you doing there? Right. And then th- started just Curiosity. Listening. Yeah. listening in on to what they were doing. And then, you know, got pushed into doing project and program management and, you know, getting my certifications and mm-hmm. getting that kind of on the grounds work. Um, and then that's how it just totally turned into where I am today.
1: Mm-hmm. That is definitely a unique story. And uh, in terms of what others could learn from you, mm-hmm. what, mm. what would you share uh, based on your... Story in your journey. Um, You
2: know, that, you know, take advantage of those people around you that see something in you that want to push you. You know, we say no sometimes. Yeah. No, thank you. Why? Yes. Why? That's not what I do. That's okay.
1: Yeah. What's wrong with that? Take
2: the risk. Right? I love that. Take the fact that someone wants to invest in you. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That's beautiful. Well, thank you, Angela. I I personally, I always learn every time I speak with you, and I know our audience has to... Um, And I hope everyone that's listened in understands even more about the hustle, Mm -hmm. the different new aspects of it that we learned today, communication, taking risks, saying yes. Um, So thank you again, Angela.